I'll be like editing full screen porn and like I'm like zoning out like into editing and there's like the kid going upstairs like and they probably go like what the motherfuck does this girl do and like full blast like full blast uh, uh. and I'm there like switch camera camera A camera B camera A camera B chemical What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chemical X podcast, where your favorite podcast is here every Monday. I'm Alessia. I'm Veronica. And be careful about every Monday because uh, this girl, she's a bit erratic. Suddenly, she's she starts posting on Sundays, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Literally, are we a Sunday podcast now or a Monday one? Who we're knows? We're Monday. We're Monday. We're definitely Monday. Because, like, I feel like on Sunday, people are having such a good day, like. At least on Mondays, it can only go up from there. Well, with us. you know what? I think in the winter time, we should make the exception to release on Sundays because everyone's home. But in the summertime, nobody has fucking time to watch our podcast. Hundred percent. Like you if you Monday guys are morning. watching during summer, like actually, like thank you. No, no, people watch this during work hours. They're getting paid to watch this shit. That's like, true. Don't catch me doing anything but partying when I'm not on the clock. They're literally either in the car going to work or they're at work. Hundred percent me in the back screen of their work work desktop anyways guys if that's you and even if it's not you don't forget to subscribe leave a comment leave a like and give us five stars on apple music and subscribe to us on spotify oh my god i'm rusty yeah yes 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 and yes do all of that and i just want to tell you how single as fuck i am okay before we get into anything perfect i'm so single that i got my period twice this month wait what <laughs> Wait, nothing says you're single like getting your period two times in a month. Oh, 100%. They're like, no, no, baby, you're really you're not pregnant. You're like, you're not pregnant. We're going to let you know you're not pregnant. Like, you are not having sex. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of scary, though. Are you one of those people? Because I'm one of these I people. I never in my life, this has never happened to me before. This is the first time. You're like, well, go see your gynecologist. Yeah, I don't know if I would be so happy promoting that <laughs> just yet, ma'am. I would get that checked out. But are you one of those people, because I totally am, where, like, I could have not have sex for eight months and my period's one day late and I'm like, oh, for sure I'm pregnant. <laughs> and the, well, the whole universe is like, babe, you're literally not. Well, no, I'm not like that. I feel like you're very, like, overthinker like that. Mm -hmm. But the only time I'll be like that if it's, like, two months. Because then I'm like, wait, did I have sex so early on that i still got my period that <laughs> it's carrying on to the next month that that's the only time i'm like shit like i don't know 100%. but if i get it the second month like i'm out like i'm good interesting yeah well eight months later it's like hey well i'm not gonna lie i watched that show where they go to get shit and a baby comes out so <laughs> Wait, you guys i get my period and i still think why I'm do we still end up with shit like can everyone just have one week of no dubai shit no anything by the way, to everyone who watched the Tanya episode and loved it, thank you so much. Like, that was such a good episode, and uh, we will definitely have a part two. Mm -hmm. When she actually goes to Dubai and gets shits on. Yeah, well, I mean, shits on. It's, it's in the making, guys, so <laughs> we'll let you know when she's back. <laughs> She'll have some more juicy stories to tell. Well, I don't know if it's juicy or yeah. shitty. Depends what he ate. <laughs> Anyways... Um, <laughs> So I just came back from L.A. again. I know what you're thinking because also Border Patrol is thinking it. Border Patrol is oh, like, what yeah. are you doing yeah. in L.A. for five times? 
How was LA? You went for work. And I feel like we don't talk about on this podcast your work very much. So let's dedicate this podcast to you being a porn director. That's me, baby. Um, yeah, so I really don't think that we... Sometimes we briefly talk about it. But let's just tell everybody if you don't know. So I work for a company called Balesa. And they are a sex shop. Like we have a sex boutique. But we also have a porn site which is called Balesa Plus, and you should check it out. Um, so the whole idea about Balesa is like ethical porn. It's directed by women, and it's really quality stuff, you know, if I say so myself. Whenever someone's like, so what's the company Veronica works for? I'm like, oh, it's it's ethical porn. So like it's everything's done ethically. They're like, can I be completely honest with you? I'm like, yeah. They're like, when we're watching porn, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> we don't care if it's ethical or not. <laughs> I mean... I just think there's so many. No, like, it's amazing. It's yeah. so many ways. I think like if you're no, talking 100%. about like that pig guy, like they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And it shows because there's so many cases and so many things that happen that like, anyway, I don't want to talk about it because I'm not in the industry, but like, yeah. <laughs> I hear of so many lawsuits well, and things that happen in adult porn. Right. That are is, like not right. Exactly. Which is why I'm making it clear that I do not work for a company that takes part in any of those things. And that's the reason that I work for this company at all is because like it stands for such good values and that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to work for the company and I was so excited about it because it was something that really aligned well with me Mm -hmm. because I'm always I've always been like a really sex positive person and you know supporting of everyone and and just like very like permiss not promiscuous but sex positive I guess yeah and so it was really exciting to have a job in that industry but that's also not sketch and seedy and like fucked up right which it very often could be you know right i had initially started off working on the boutique side of the business um actually i was hired to do their youtube and then like quickly i kind of like so you were just like editing porn at the beginning at the beginning i wasn't editing porn at the beginning i was making only pg content so i was making i was clipping up interviews for youtube and stuff like that and so like content those, for social media so that's like right before they go to having sex yeah just so people like so people can yeah, understand exactly. more so right before they're about to have sex you do an interview of them both in two different rooms mm-hmm. and you interview them about what's gonna happen they we just interview them about like you know why they chose to have sex with this person today and whatever relationship they have with this person and stuff like that and and there's like a lot of like cute stories and crazy stories too so we would clip those up put them on youtube and then our youtube got deleted and it's very scary when you have a social media job and your platform gets deleted we no longer need you no no, it's very like uh do i still have a job yeah (laughs) but thankfully like at this point i had you know started doing so many other things within the company so it wasn't really a problem and slowly, slowly, I started making my way over to the porn side of the business. I actually started editing the porn, which I mean, I'm sure a couple of you who listen to the podcast know that. So I was actually like fully editing the videos that you would see on the porn site. And a lot of people are always curious when I tell them that because they're like, what the fuck? Like, what yeah. is it like? Like, are you getting turned on? Like, that's always everybody's first question to me is like, do you get turned on while you're editing? Yeah. Even if I did, you think I'm going to say what? yeah i do actually can you know what i mean like it's very like what well now we're on this podcast so have you ever so at first i think it was a little more like you you get like sucked into the scene but then again also it's like you're supposed to edit and start from where you're at but then suddenly you're 35 minutes (laughs) in and you haven't edited you're like just watching (laughs) 
especially with the interviews sometimes you you actually like get into what they're saying right but then again like I will say like okay sometimes there's like hot moments and you're like ooh, you know what I mean like spicy you start watching it but then I'm also editing so it's it's not it's, it's not, not that's no longer sexy anymore when you're editing all day that's what I'm saying but it's also not that you're not in the same mindset of like I'm opening my computer to watch porn like I dragged in all the clips I put them all together like yeah it's not the same it's the same thing when I feel like I'm editing yeah. a podcast I'm like I don't even know I'm so like I don't even know if the episode is funny anymore because I'm so into it into it that I'm like I hope this episode yeah. is good because I went over it 35 times 100% so I mean definitely in the beginning I was more like new to it and it was still like cool and exciting and there were scenes that were better than others and I was like oh this was a really hot scene but over time I'm just like so used to it and yeah. I, I don't like obviously I'm not it's not immune. like oh that's a dick yeah like, I'm not immune but it's not there's like no I'm very used to it by now you know yeah um but wait, there, I have there a, is I have times where I you. catch myself like watching a scene and I'm like doing all these times that I'm like, oh my God, like I hope nobody watched me doing <laughs> that. Like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and also like there's somebody who, so my, my office is in, like in the back room, which is attached to the stairs to get up to like the apartments and the people upstairs always have to cross my office. This to is get in your upstairs. house. Yeah. And I'll be like editing full screen porn and like I'm like zoning out like into editing and there's like the kid going upstairs like and they probably go like what the motherfuck does this girl do and like full blast like full blast uh, uh. and I'm there like switch camera camera A camera B camera A camera B. No, and it's, no. but it's just a funny scene like I'm pajamas messy bun makeup from yesterday and I'm there right. going. And there's a fucking spread that, asshole on my seat. You're literally <laughs> that perv. Like, <laughs> no, they must think like, hey, this girl's like, she's a fucking perv. Yeah. And I'm also thinking like, do they think it's me having sex? For sure. hundred percent. But babe. But honestly, I think they've seen 360 go out of this apartment. I think you're good. <laughs> they've seen, they've, they, they've seen it all. If they think you're when having sex, they, they think, <laughs> I'm just going to say safe. that. Oh my God. They're getting along. <laughs> Okay, we should have uh, two days of quiet. <laughs> it's going to be good. We're going to be okay. There's going to be no smashing plates today. <laughs> okay, you're safe. You could go downstairs. You're good. You're good. It's safe. <laughs> That's probably the only time that they know it's the safe time to pass up and down. That's why they're Holy passing so often. Shit. <laughs> okay, they're fucking go. Go, go, go. <laughs> Bring up the groceries. No, no, no. So anyway, so to continue my journey onto the company, so I started, I started editing the porn and that was really cool. A lot of people were curious about that. And, uh, a while back when I had went to LA the first time, all of our, all of our scenes are shot in LA. So I was like, Hey, look, like I'm going to be in LA. I'd be really curious to jump on set, jump, jump on set. That really made it sound like I jumped in the scene. (laughs) I said, jump on set jump on set how Veronica what are you telling your friends what are you telling your friends you're doing here because I know you were just saying that you're you're kind of moving up in the company but you you didn't really you didn't specify <laughs> you didn't specify what was your role at this uh this job so I had mentioned that I wanted to like get a part of being on set okay I, I, I can't explain this properly I wanted to just be on set yeah behind the scenes you wanted to see what it was like to be behind the scenes because I've always been like that I've always been somebody like all of my jobs were really involved more on like the creative 
um, creation actually yeah. and less so on post-production I've always been more like pre-production and actual well, it production makes sense. even your other jobs were like yeah. on set yeah. I did a lot of set styling a lot of art direction creative direction so I'm really used to being in the production side of the business so I wanted to just like discover it a little more and it also helps me edit better so anyway so I wanted to go on set I had a good time I met the director there I met everybody it was really really cool and I spoke briefly about this last time but it was really I wasn't sure what to expect going on like a real life porn set because I realized never in my life did I actually just watch two people have sex. Right. Which probably no one really did, like unless you're having a threesome or something. But you're never in a moment where you're fully clothed watching another. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's such an odd thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um, And I feel like people are always curious about like, you know, you always think like, and Who's did you, in the room during these porn scenes? Like, how many people are there? How many people were there? So, during the scenes, if there's two cameras, there's two cameramen. There's the director. There was me. So, we were four people in that room at that time. I guess in some productions, there might be more. There might be less. It depends. You know, like, sometimes you have a mic. There's another third person. And who were, uh, uh, when you were on set, who were the two people? Who were the two porn stars? Uh, there was multiple. So, there was, like, a, we shot, like, a bunch of scenes okay. when I was there. So, there was, like, a couple of people, for okay. sure. Um, but it was really crazy. And there was one scene where I will say, guys, every dick is bigger in real life. I will say. I will say. Well, because I've seen. Hold every on porn a star. second. Then why is there the saying that um, a camera adds 10 pounds? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it also ticks off two inches because. Holy. I've seen every porn star. I've seen all their dicks. OK, I've edited them close ups. I've seen everything. Real life was a different story. Wow. Like, there's some porn stars who are known for their bazookas. Yeah. Okay, I will say, for their bazookas. And real life, I was like... <gasps> They're huge. I'm a f- like, and I remember at one point, she was like, were, like how, were you comfortable during the scene? Like, I saw you were making faces at a point. And I was like, no, I was making faces because I was in severe pain for the girl getting <laughs> fucked. No, no. Like, I was like, I was, I couldn't stop. I was like... And was she in pain? Like, how was that? I mean, she looked like she was enjoying herself. I'm not going to lie. But I was like, I could. All part of the set. I was like, this is. Uh, it, it was. I was like, I don't think that that's enjoyable. So the thing but it about was, having sex with somebody with a really big dick, it like fucking hurts. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder how enjoyable it could be for a guy with a really big dick. Because I've heard so many stories about guys saying that they could never fully get pleased like they want. Yeah. When your dick is huge, because like at a point, like you hit a wall with us. Like, are you yeah, getting the wall the is max- my fucking stomach? Literally. <laughs> but it's like. I don't no, know. I feel like I don't do my best work with like a blowjob when it's a really fucking big dick. Like I literally can't. No, no. And also not. like I don't feel like I'm like as fun in bed because I'm like I'm actually like in pain. Also, can I say something? What? To the men out there. If every girl can deep throat you, it's not because you're just getting really skilled girls. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Feels great when you could do it, though. You're like, wait, I could do this all of a sudden? Absolutely. <laughs> but 100% a blowjob on us. I always bazooka? feel really confident about my blowjobs when it's like, <laughs> it's a dick I could handle. But when it's thick and then it's also super long, it's like, listen, like, there's only so much. Like, <laughs> fuck. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, the hands are going to be used a lot more than you think, sir. <laughs> there's no hands not that shit's not happening Holy. here baby <laughs> i need all the help i could get 
but yeah so anyway so that was one thing that I was like really shocked because you think I mean and I totally get what people say when they meet us in real life or people will be like oh you're so much prettier in real life or you're I didn't whatever yeah. the compliment may be and I'm always like oh really and then I just met all these porn stars in real life and I was like wow like your dicks are bigger your dicks are big <laughs> but also like everyone I was just like oh you're like better looking in real life like you're you you're personality just shows there was just so many performers that I met who I've watched so much because I've been editing them and meeting them in real life I was like oh wow like no matter how much I've seen you and seen literally every inch of your body yeah like meeting you in real I was like wow I got a different view on them you know um, so that was really exciting. She got a different view. <laughs> a different angle. I'm sure being on set, you got a different view. POV. <laughs> you got um, the straight up live yeah. view, I'm sure. <laughs> Their so, personalities, they were nice. They showed through. They showed through. They were super friendly. <laughs> so Good. So, so yeah, so I ended up on set. Anyway, so fast forward all of that. I really enjoyed my time while I was Wait, on set. Wait, you just said you, you ended up on set. Just clarify, please. <laughs> just, you know, taking behind the scenes. Got it. Um... <laughs> Everything's making it sound like I'm a No, no. Um, so I, I I really had fun. And, you know, like I said, I've always been used to being on set. I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm <laughs> no, a no. Every time you say on set, I'm dying. Um, so when I came back, I just had so many ideas and so many things that I wanted to instill, whether it was set, set design or anything like that. I was just like buzzing with ideas. Yeah. And I came up with a series and I had like just randomly one day it came to me and I pitched it to like very nonchalantly like we have like a brainstorm chat where you just pitch your ideas in some go through some nothing happens with right and I always send my ideas in and this one day I sent in my idea and my boss was like I love it let's do it like right away and I was like oh shit like hold on a minute like I didn't put this into play before we even get into that i think it's amazing that you work for a company that's like amazing let's do it and i think the reason you're shocked is because there's so many companies you can work for that they're like amazing like but we don't have the funds Mm -hmm. or but we don't have this there's always like something so it's like when you actually work for a company that they're like amazing let's do it and your your vision could come to life i feel like who doesn't want to work for a company who literally just understands that and wants you to grow? Like, I think it's amazing. So, and also I will say it's funny how everything in your life puts you up to a moment because I don't think that I ever, I think over time, my ideas have become more successful and more likely to be used because I have a better understanding of what's doable, what's not doable. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when you're young and unexperienced, you have these crazy ideas, but a lot of the time they're, they take so much budget. They take all these things that might not be possible. It's so true. And the more you get experienced, which I think is the craziest thing about experience is it changes the way you think. So although you, yeah, it would be crazy to do this fucking crazy swings in the air thing. Yeah. You know, it's actually not possible. And then the way you start thinking about your ideas is, okay, what is possible? And then that's where you yeah. get good ideas that are actually doable. So fucking true. So like, I didn't pitch anything that was so over the top. It was just something that was doable, was a good idea. And can we talk about it? it? I think not because it's not released yet. So I don't want to ruin like that. Okay. Idea. Cause it's, it hasn't been done before okay now it's like wait what's the idea can um, you give people a hint it's gonna ruin the surprise yeah so everybody will f- figure out the idea when so I- when veronica launches the idea and it comes to life then we'll talk about it 100 percent. but i will say like it was just a little bit out of the box but still really cool they went for the idea and 
I was super excited because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then my boss was like, well, obviously we're going to send you down and you're going to see it through. You're going to direct it. Like it's your idea, right? So that was crazy. That's a moment of like, what the fuck? Everything I wrote down because i think there's even companies where you'll you'll write down everything you'll be the master behind the whole project mm-hmm. but then you're not even there so and then it's you're like shipping it off you're you know? shipping it off so like the fact that you were actually there to see out the whole project is insane it was just so amazing and it was really crazy for me at the time because and i had i at, when i found out about this i had spoke about it on the podcast but I didn't say what it was but it's just crazy how one minute you could be doing one thing like one minute i was the editor And the next minute it was like, I was in charge of putting this whole new series into production. And that was just crazy how fast and, and how your dreams could be just on the other side of like, whatever you say, you never know where it'll go. And that was really exciting. And now you're directing porn. Here we go. Crazy. Um, so yeah, so I spent like a couple of months putting together this project and I was so lucky to be working with the director we usually work with, Jackie St. James. She's like amazing and she's so talented and she was really excited to like help me out with this and and let me do it, which was so cool because I think working with all these people that are really giving me the ability to do my mm-hmm. best is amazing because when you have all these people doubting you, it's kind of hard to do your best. Yeah. And when everybody just believes in you, it's such a more comfortable zone to be in, you know? So I went down to LA and I directed four scenes so far. And it was just, it was first of all, the scariest thing I ever did in my life. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. I definitely loved it. It was the scariest thing I ever did in my life because when you're, when you're doing something like this, that's to a certain extent, it can go so many ways. Especially because it's new and it's never been done. Yeah, it's never been done. I, I had nothing. There was It was very technical. There was a lot of technical difficulties. And also when it's performers who, to a certain extent, can do what they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a scripted acting scene. So you also have to factor in that what you want may not happen. Right. And that was the scariest thing for me because I'm so used to working on photo shoots with products, with, with models that I can control control and direct and tell them exactly what I want and in this case I had to just make it so that I'm gonna make it so that the outcome that I want is highly likely but it's not a hundred percent right so that was the scariest thing for me because I was like I actually don't have full control over this situation um and I was really really nervous going into it but I was just kind of like one thing that helped me like think about and something that might help you with like a big project if anybody's doing a big project was like if you think about it and somebody had told me this they were like have you ever failed before and I was like well not really like everything I've ever stressed about like it's gone well and they were like well just keep thinking about how you haven't ever let anyone down before and just ride with that because you'll probably not let them down this time you know and they were like if these people are so if, if they believe in you so much and they're sending you out there to do it and they took your idea, obviously they have a lot of faith in you. And if you don't have faith in yourself, at least have the faith that they have in you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, she was like, it's not for no reason that they believe in you. So maybe you don't see something in yourself and you don't think you can do it. But if somebody else does, and if all these people do believe you can do it, yeah. then you probably can. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting and it kind of like changed my mindset on it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I think whenever you do something new, you're always going to doubt yourself because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. But I think the second you do it and the more you get comfortable, the more you're like, I fucking got this. Like 100%. in a week, in like a month, you're going to be like, I can't believe I even ever stressed about this. Like I fucking got this. And then till the next thing comes. 100%. So 
And a lot of it was I was so scared because it was such a big opportunity and I was so afraid to fuck it up that and then I would never get another opportunity again. But thankfully, I work for a company that's just like so chill. And I kind of knew that even if it would go horribly wrong. Right. It was like understandable. Like I I don't work for people that are like better go right or else, you know, so that was okay too. And honestly, guys, not every scene went well. I did have a scene that there was a lot of difficulties in the scene. A lot of things went wrong. And the craziest part was I wasn't that upset about it. And I, I actually, I wasn't like so worried about it. Cause I was like, you know what? We'll fix it. There's a way around it. Three for four. It and it, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, you know what? Three scenes went super well. It's fine. Yeah. So I think we hype ourselves up so much about, Oh my God, what could go wrong? What could yeah. this? And when it actually happens, you're like, okay, well I could deal with this. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so I fucking directed these scenes and it was so crazy because Wild. it was just the weirdest thing to like walk into a room and be like, oh, hi, I'm the director today. Yeah. Like, people were like, what? Like, hi, I'm Veronica. I'm 25 and I'm the director. That's it was, wild. It was wild. And a lot of people, because I'm like, obviously the industry is, every industry is small per yeah. se. So I think when they saw me walking in and they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, yeah. what do you mean? You're the director. You know what I mean? Like everybody was very And I feel like they're normally curious. older, right? I, I would say, yeah, because a lot of the people in the industry have just been in the industry so long. So I guess I don't know about it that much. I don't know if there's other like young porn directors, but judging by the way people were reacting, they were just like, who? Like multiple people thought I was so, a performer. Actually. Yeah. So I have questions. So now you're on scene. You're there the script start everything starts Mm -hmm. um do you ever while they're in the middle of like sucking dick are you like stop well like how many times were you like stop what are the points of where you stop the porn i mean in this series it's a it was directed a little bit differently so it wasn't per se like that okay um so I, I wasn't really doing it in that sense of like stopping them and like, okay, switch positions right. and stuff like that. But were but, you angling cameras differently? Were you doing things differently? Cause now you've, you've edited, you mm-hmm. know what you didn't like and how you would want the camera to be, how you'd want the setup yeah. to be. So did you make sure to like change that around when you were editing, when you were on set? Um, I will say the biggest, yes. And the biggest thing that I did do was the set. So for me, like I've always been very picky. I've always, like I said, I was a set stylist. I look at our set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I was really excited to build my own set while I was there. And it was in this huge house. And I just started going in every room, picking up anything that I could that I was like, I'm going to make this set look exactly how I want it. Yeah. With whatever I can find. And I was really excited because it came out really pretty. And one of the people that were there, like the the film the videographer he was like you know i've shot in this house for like years and years and years and, and done no so much content here and he's like this room has never looked this good and i was like thank you oh my god that's amazing yeah. i was like really have i was like phew at least i could because you're think, like if everything feels loose i did a great set 100 percent. and i think that's another lesson to learn is like sometimes you just have to do you like i felt like okay let me just at least do really good at the set because that's what i'm comfortable with yeah and then i'll go you know well whatever happens with the directing what will happen but i felt like i just needed to put that touch of like i feel confident in my set design i feel confident in like putting apart some putting something together visually so i felt like yeah. i really needed to sell that just in case you but know? i mean when something's already visually appealing you're like 55 percent there a hundred percent you know so like there was it's hard to fail after you have a six set a hundred percent um okay i have Um, so many questions so this house that you're in it's it's a house that every every 
person in LA who's shooting porn goes to, like Pornhub, all these places go there. A lot of companies shoot in this house, yeah. So it's like, there's. So you're lot. grabbing things and you're it's dirty. <laughs> Nothing these hands haven't touched before. Okay. I work in a club, babe. Probably it's true. You were on some set, right? Things. You were on set, right? Yeah, you were the set, right? You were the couch. <laughs> So it was just really cool and it was a really crazy environment. So to do what it. kind and of sets are there? Like, is there because I know when when you look at porn, there's like sets of like massage rooms. Oh, yeah. There's there's everything. Is there everything in this house? Well, first of all, it's like a real house. So there's like a lot of bedrooms. But then there's also like I remember the first time I went in the first time I was there. I was like, oh, like a massage room. Like, that's crazy. And I, because I'm so fucking dumb. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. Like, oh, that's a porn set. No, I'm I'm crying. like, wow, so crazy. They have a massage. Like, wow, the benefits working here are amazing. I know. I was <laughs> like, wow, so crazy. They have a massage bed. And she's like, yeah, for a porn set. I was like, oh, right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right, right. right. To- totally right. Totally right. Um, and there's like a lot of like, there's like a little bar area. There's like a little workout area. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep my eyes open for these on Pornhub. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start to find the similarities. Right. But, um, but yeah, no. So back to on set, I had my performers come, I introduced myself. Everybody was really excited to be working with me. So that was like a big confidence boost. And after the scenes, everybody really enjoyed themselves and was so excited and really wanted to get involved with me. They were like, come in the picture, like tell me, like they were just so excited about the idea and excited about working with me. And that was such a confidence boost. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like sometimes in an industry, depending what industry you're in, people don't ever take you seriously. And it's so hard to like convince people that you're good. Yeah. But from what I've seen and the people that I've worked with in the porn industry, they've just been like so nice and friendly and like, just so nice everybody just made me feel really good and really talented and i was like wow guys what do you mean you liked my series oh my god so now if this goes through and everything works out is the plan la well hopefully yeah hopefully i'll get to okay. direct more and that's, you know I, that's what i would like to do that's and I really literally crazy I see manifesting ca- in your board just because it doesn't happen overnight it's just funny how my life has like connected you know i've always like looked up to companies like playboy and like sex companies like that and and to find myself something that i never like i i, I obviously wasn't a kid going can't wait to be a porn director yeah. one day but the way it's fallen through i've just been like wow this fucking makes sense like you know what it's so weird because i always feel like it made sense for you but now that you're saying playboy and all this like it really makes sense it's just so funny to connect the dots in a way and that's what i like manifesting wise sometimes you even if you don't know what you're manifesting but it's not even that it's just sometimes you you think you're manifesting something and then whatever it is happens but in a different way and then you're like wait this is actually the thing that i've been wanting it's just not maybe exactly how i said i wanted it yeah but this is like perfect like this is amazing this is better than what i could have asked for you know so i just thought that was crazy and looking back i'm like wow you know i've never been like oh this is what i want to do but when i think of everything that i've loved everything that i've wanted to be a part of the glitz, the glam, the sex, all these things. I'm like, this makes sense. It makes, like, so, this much makes sense. so much sense. And mom, I'm a porn director. So, <laughs> and the funniest thing. And your was, dad, what are you telling your dad? My dad does what is not he, know. He still thinks you're what you're doing. <laughs> I actually don't know what he thinks, but we're not going to, we're not going to ask um, him questions. It's just so nice to see you finally super happy in a job because I know how miserable you were at your last job. And hope you're not listening. <laughs> He probably is. He probably is. I even put a he in there. <laughs> it's just crazy how 
like you could be at such a state in your life where you like lose focus you're mm -hmm. like so confused you're like i don't even know what i want to do for the rest of my life and then things just fall into place and i think that's what i want to like stress is like don't put too much stress on yourself of like i need to find out exactly what it is i need to do and i need mm -hmm. to be exactly this and because i feel like i talked to so many of my friends and i was talking to one of my friends the other day she's like i just don't know what i want to do with my life and i'm like when we put that stress on ourselves like it just makes things so much harder and you're just so much further from your goals you 100%. know i think the most important thing is just to like be working on something that you like and then hope that it'll just kind of all work out for you you yeah. know like for me it's like i haven't got to your stage where i'm like super super happy with what i want to do to be making money like work-wise in that industry but like i know i have so many other things i'm working on right now that make it like less depressing yeah Does which that is make important sense? no 100 yeah. because it's like no matter what job i will get and no matter how happy i'll be i'll never be happy if when i clock out i'm not looking forward to something like popping off or like yeah. something working out for me so yeah 100 and it's so true and i think also another thing that's really helped me is just being um like having initiative and like not being afraid to share my ideas and not being afraid yeah. to do more and you know like all my friends have always like Ba not bashed me but like everybody's always like oh you're doing too much like stop doing for every company i've always worked for i've always been like doing all these extra things and i think in the long run that's actually what's gotten me here is yeah the fact that i don't just do my job i try to do everybody's job and then that way i actually get the job that i want you know yeah so i think in that sense like it's kind of helped me um and just to bring it back on set like just meeting all the porn stars and meeting everyone and actually being somebody that they like are speaking to and like i'm directing them it was yeah. just a really cool thing and also something that was really cool was at one point like the owner of the house came in so it's basically summer now like i would say because my tits are out veronica my tits are out even in the winter yeah this one's not for you but it is for all the guys who suddenly pop their balinis out <laughs> and let me tell you if they're not shaved we've got a problem mm -hmm. but we've also got a solution and that solution is our friends Manscaped. Manscaped. You can check them out, guys. They have pretty much every product that you need to be feeling fresh, smelling fresh, and also feeling smooth in that ball area. They've got the Lawnmower 4.0, so you can shave up those balls, ball deodorant, ball toner, just anything that you didn't know your balls needed. And trust me, they need. Mm -hmm. And because we want you to be so clean this summer, we're giving you guys a promo code ChemicalX at checkout to receive 20% off those balls down there and also free shipping. So ChemicalX at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And if you're looking for a nice, tight, perfectly fitting suit for you then you're not going to find it at the stores because a perfect suit is only when it's tailor-made to you 100 percent. where are you gonna go you're gonna go to izotti.com put in all your measurements and get yourself a beautifully tailored to you suit and the best part about it is that it's italian made and who doesn't love anything that's italian and the made? second best thing is that we're also giving you guys a discount code so chemical x at checkout for 20 percent off <laughs> me and jackie sitting next to each other mm -hmm. and she's like wow you guys look like a bunch of like woman boss ceos and i was like isn't it funny yeah that we're the two girls here directing calling the shots and like it's like the film crew and like all of them are like all guys and i was just like wow this is 
just a funny, I would have never imagined, like if I were to think of a porn set, I would never imagine the I girls think, behind are the, you yeah, know, the I would think it would be really like men behind yeah. it all for sure. It just felt really cool and really like powerful to be like yeah. in a position where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in a position of power yeah. and that I could just do what I want to do and put my vision through, you know? And so you're in really LA. Exciting. Like yeah. that's so wild. And did you like meet anyone, like any porn stars, anyone that like you kept in contact with the like, cause I feel like it's all related after mm-hmm. connection wise, like podcast wise. Um, maybe we'll get a porn star on our, on our, you know, well, episode. definitely. And I think what I love about porn stars and what I love about anyone in general who does something unapologetically and is able to literally get naked, but you know, some people just get naked in the way they are as a person. Yeah. I think that's so like cool to be around people who are just themselves and like are not shy and are just like, this is me. And I've always loved that about, you know, anybody who's in that field of work yeah. is just how confident you have to be to be there, you know? Can't and imagine. that's why it was exciting meeting them and just everybody just being so friendly and being really excited. And they all want to stay in contact with me. So that's really fun. And also like it was just really funny. Like there was circumstances I will say I have to flex. Um, one of the performers came on set and he thought it was a threesome with me. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just the director. <laughs> no, I'm actually the one taking charge of this. This yeah. whole thing you're doing. Actually, is- sit down, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the threesome started. <laughs> um, and I have had a few people be like, well, what does your boyfriend think? And I was like, what the hell? Like, But then I was like, I mean, I guess like, maybe some people wouldn't feel comfortable with their girlfriend. But then I'm also like, what do you think's going on? You think I'm jerking them off mid-scene? Like, yeah. you know? You're just telling them, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it harder. <laughs> Stop, cut. We're going to have to cut this scene. Yeah. Um, somebody get a banana. Let's show them how to give a good bowl job. <laughs> like, um, I just think, like, with everything, it's a job. Yeah. You know, and and even like porn, like at the end of the day, like porn is a job, you know, even the porn stars, it's their job. You yeah. Know? I feel like a lot of I know this question because like I asked you this before, but like, I feel like a lot of people would be wondering because I feel like let's say when you're a gynecologist, you know, and let's say a guy gynecologist, they're like, oh, well, you're looking at vaginas all day. So how is it when you go home and you like you fuck your wife? Like, mm-hmm. is it the same thing? Like, do you get turned on? So how is it editing porn and then having sex? Like, has it changed? anything Um, sex no but watching porn yes i can't imagine because and i I it doesn't look real to you so it's harder to get it's not even doesn't look real but first of all when i'm in a relationship i rarely watch porn yeah because i'm just like what the fuck especially when you live with someone when the fuck you have time to open your, your computer but like on the rare times i have i'm scrolling through and i'm seeing our performers and i'm like i (laughs) <laughs> like I actually can't like it's just like I recognize you you know what I mean and it's yeah. such an odd thing to like recognize somebody and then you're like oh, you're acting oh yeah and then you just start picking like I have to stop myself from going into that like director or like editor where I'm yeah. like hmm how many cameras did they use and I'm like it's it's stop. crazy because I can't imagine because sometimes I'll watch porn and I'll be like, oh, that's yeah. too scripted. I have to change because now my, my mind went there. So I can't imagine like if you're editing it, how much more you're seeing that you're just like, ah, I can't do this. A hundred percent. And also the funniest thing is because it's my job, I've stopped like putting like in the past, if I watched porn, I would always put it in like incognito mode. But now like 
every day I'm porn site, porn site, yeah. porn site. Like if you type P into my like my search bar, boom, you're getting every site on the block. I search baby. It's research. I literally can't imagine. Yeah. But just to Delete wrap this whole clear thing history. up. No, no, literally. But just to wrap this whole thing up, I'm a porn director, I guess. Guys, can we give Veronica a round of applause? Like it's funny, I just, it's such a fitting job. I never knew, but... It's insane. Also, my mom calls me. So the me. title, so wait, so the title of a porn director, eventually, would you be even, like, would you just be telling people what to do? Or would you still always be hands-on, like, setting up everything? I don't know. Probably always hands-on. Okay. That's what the director does. Depends how big the, the, the Right, no, is. but I feel like there's some directors who just tell everyone what to do at a point, no? Like, you just yeah. become, like, the eyes and just yeah. oversee everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll get there, too, I'm sure. I'm but the then you'll probably mommy. be so anal about it that you're still going to want to be on set. But you know what is funny, though? When I was on set and being the visual person that I am, I was finding myself, like, be, like oh, she should move her leg oh, can they fuck in a different position? And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm one of those seedy men saying next, next, next. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, I need to take a step back. Let them <laughs> let them have some fun. Who am I here? The fucking bitch. Like, one of the girls was like, oh, like I want to wear, because they, they were like showing me their outfits of what to wear. And like, I picked an outfit for her and she was like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable in this. And I was like, well, it matches the other girl's outfit. So like, and then I and then I left the room and I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad that I did not let that girl wear what she wanted. And I went back in. I was like, yeah, she changed so you could wear that actually. <laughs> no, I was like, who am I? Who do I think I am? Make, calling the shots, babe. Where would you want? I mean, listen, you're a director. I mean, you could do what you want. Match. Crazy. Um, but Crazy. I will say, my mom called me because the only person who knew that I was doing this was my mom. Shout out, mommy. <laughs> um, and she called me and she's like, okay, me and Mario, my stepdad, decided that we're going to watch your movie when it comes out. So just let me know when it's out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a supportive mom right there. I'm and yelling. I'm like, Send the link. Don't tell me when you want. Don't. I don't want to know anything after that. Just say good job. And that's it. <laughs> Your mom's like, me and Mario are going to watch it. Oh, we're going to watch like, it. And one of those right. toys you have, uh, <laughs> ship those on over too. <laughs> That's so well. Well, also send it to me. I want to watch too. I oh, want to see. Well, we're going to have a viewing party. All my friends, we're all here. I'm the oh, only one that's going to be listen, dry as just, a Since fucking... you're really good at sets, just make sure at the viewing party that everyone has like a bed. A cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like at those we get sex out of the theaters. Cubicle. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Everybody hand in your dildos. It's like the phones, you know? Well, I'm super happy for you. This Thank is you. fucking amazing. I literally can't wait to see where this goes. I feel like it's aligned with everything you're doing. It's aligned with the podcast because now we're going to get porn stars on here. It's going to be great. When I got back from LA, so this is like about three weeks ago, almost four weeks ago. When I was there and I was like kind of talking with a lot of people, I was really like my pers my whole vibe changed. I was like, when I get back from LA... I don't want to be that girl who gets back home is like trying to figure out her life, but then is still going out and is in the scene. And I really just had like a completely, even when I was in LA, I was as fun as I was having. I was like, I can't wait to get back because I'm going to change so much about what I've been doing recently. Was it because of LA or just like whatever? I think it, it has to do with like, I've done the parting. Like I've done the, like I, 
I broke up with my boyfriend. We broke up. I literally went on trips. I had fun. I did it all. Like, I literally feel like I really took that time to, like, explore. And now I'm really at a stage where, like, I don't want a man, which is crazy because I'm always, like, I feel like when I got out of my relationship, I was, like, running to, like, what's next and who else is out there? And and you know what? I don't I don't take anything back from mm-hmm. that because it's, like, I needed to do it to get it out of my system. But now it's, like, I could not be more single and happier and I just feel like I'm I'm not going to be happy being in a relationship until I really get to where I want to get to. And it's really a nice and like relieving feeling. And I'm just done like being out in the scene. I'm done. I'm done not focusing on my goals because I know that I ha- I know that I'm very goal driven and I know that I always get things done, but I don't want to be stressed about doing them anymore. I don't want to prioritize the wrong things first because it's like. I'm really at that point in my life now where I just want to get my stuff done. Mm -hmm. And I don't care to be at the club I've been going to for the last five years that I know exactly who's going to be there. I know exactly how it's going to go down. And, you know, it's it's really a trap. And I realize that like I'm really at that stage in my life, which is so crazy because I'm such um, I'm not really an introvert. Like I love being out. I'm a social butterfly. So. I really love and enjoy being out Mm -hmm. that now that I've really spent these last three weeks, like I can't even remember even when I used to say like, I'm going to stay in, I'm not going to do anything. I would get persuaded all the time to go to dinners and then dinners. Well, don't go home. Like, let's go out. And it's, it's just a toxic, vicious, like cycle. And I feel like I finally got to the stage now where I'm like, I'm saying no, like I'm staying in. I'm happy being in Saturday. I'm happy being in Sunday. Like if I'm not working like on my job, like I'm working on my shit. Like I don't have the time to do the same things I was always doing because if I keep doing the same things I'm doing, I'm never going to get out of the cycle I want to get out of. So it's all clear to me. And it's just I can't tell you the first two weeks was the hardest ever because it's like you'll always be tested. Your friends will always message you like, let's go out, let's do this. And saying no, it never, it's, it only gets easier. I would say after the two weeks, the first Mm -hmm. two weeks are the fucking hardest, especially when you're trying to change like your whole routine. Also, when it's, you're known as the person who always goes, always goes, it's, it's even always, harder. Yeah, because you know? like, everybody's like, okay, just come. Like, yeah, it's very difficult. Exactly. And when I was jobless, it was so easy to be like, yes, 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 I'll come. And I was worried that like now I'm gonna start at a full time job, and after I'm gonna, I'm not gonna want to be working on my stuff when I'm not working. Yeah. At the job, but it's it's crazy how. Even if it's not the exact job I want right now, it's motivating me to do all my other shit. And now like. I have to really plan like my Saturdays and Sundays are like my my actual holy grail. Like I need them. Mm -hmm. So everything is just more planned. Like I don't have the time to be doing the things that I did in the past. So it's just like it's I'm so happy about it. And but that's a really good way to get yourself. Like I know I was talking to a friend uh, recently and he was like, you know, because when you're doing nothing, you don't want to do anything. But when you're doing things, it just makes you want to do everything exactly and when you only have a certain amount of time to get something done you're way less likely to procrastinate exactly and the, the busier i am the more i actually get done because the I'm more like, you're scheduled i don't have time to not yeah. do it you know and that's what i'm saying i was speaking to a friend recently and he was like oh i'm thinking about quitting my job so i can fo- focus more on like my side projects and i was like well no you only do your job three four days a week 
you actually have all the time you need yeah. to do this. You're just not prioritizing. You're not pri- I promise you, you quit that job. You're doing actually less because you have all the time in the world to get it done. So you're just going to keep mm-hmm. p- pushing it and pushing it. And you're not actually going to prioritize. And I've always worked better under pressure. Yeah, me too. Most people do when you're when you have something else you have to put energy to you're just putting yourself in that time limit and you you have to get it done yeah. you know and that's what it is and that's like a great thing to like have the right priorities too because yeah. if you're working your full-time job and then your priority is going out then you're actually not going to have time to do yeah what you like just do. just a couple months ago my my priority was like well i'm not working right now and this made sense at the time i'm not working right now i guess this is the time i should be traveling because it's harder when you have a job to mm-hmm. be just like leaving so it's like i did that right now that i'm like working i'm even like why am i gonna go out and do the same thing i've always done here if i'm gonna invest my time to like not be working it's gonna be when i'm out of town it's not gonna be to do what i've done here i don't care if there's a new terrace that opened up that i haven't been to like i've seen the scene here i know what's here and that's why i'm only coming out when it's grand prix weekend (laughs) (laughs) well i 100 agree because i've been in that vibe for a while um and working well, it's because I was fluctuating. Like I yeah. was in it and I was out and I was still getting all my stuff done. But it wasn't allowing me to fully capitalize on everything I could do. And it's like everything really is possible, whether you have a full time job or not. It's really just how you schedule your time. And the more you start just scheduling your time to be like, I have to do this, this, this. And now you have your whole notes. It's like it's easier to say no to friends after because you've set goals for yourself. And like I'm really at the state now where it's like. It's almost like a month I'm not going out. I'm not doing it. It's sunny. You know, you see people on a terrace and you're just, you're in that zone where you're like, I'm 26 now by 30. I really want to be where I want to be. So it's like, if you keep doing the dinners, you keep doing the clubs, you're, you're not getting there. You're just And the not. reality is, and people like don't always see this, is going out. It might not just be, okay, yeah, I'm not going to be working from 11 p.m. till 3 a.m. Yeah, I'm probably not. But the reality is going out takes so much more for you from you. Drinking every weekend. Uh, that's another Sunday thing ruined, I want to talk about. As much as you think, oh, hungover, Drinking, your Sunday is fucked up. I don't care what you say. It's fucked up. And, like, it's not even about the night. Oh, I'm just going to go for a drink. Like, yeah. So I was like, I haven't been out. And my friends were like, I haven't seen them in a while. And they were like, we're going to do a restaurant. We're going to go eat dinner and I was like okay I'm gonna come for the dinner but then after dinner like I'm I'm gonna go home you know so I'm just gonna do the dinner and then my friend was like oh well I think that's what I'm gonna do also so we'll just go together so we get to the dinner we're having fun and it's like even at that it's so fucked up but I'm feeling remorse for going out like I I'm I'm not in like I'm enjoying myself but I'm mad at myself because I feel like I went against everything I've I've spent the three weeks doing Mm -hmm. so i was like mad at myself for going out and that's fucked up too but like yeah like just to tell you like where i'm at now it's like i'm mad at myself that i went out on a saturday and then like i was so mad at myself that i went out on saturday that even when i got home and it was late on sunday and see like that's what happened it's like you're out and then you're supposed to go home and then i didn't end up going home mad at myself even more like and i'm putting so much pressure on myself but like People don't know because, like, I'm out. So it's like I'm not even enjoying myself well, out there. because I'm mad on myself. Yeah. So when I got back on when I got back on Sunday, I'm like, I don't care how tired I am. I'm waking up at 8 a.m. I'm going to the gym and I'm starting my day. You decided to go out last night. You're not penalizing your whole fucking day. So, like, my whole day was, like, I had to film for my new YouTube thing. And I was wow. just like, like, 
if you do fuck up, like just make up for it. Yeah, so that's really good though. It's like really, um, it helps that I have a friend like you too, who's like on that same bad wagon. But um, I will say, like, I a lot of people say, like, it's like who you surround yourself with is who you're gonna be, and it's 100%. true. Um, and then from that, like doing that, like I changed my diet, so. You don't always have to do everything at once. Sometimes it's like it's like a domino effect. Like you fix one thing, but you're not going out so much. So like your diet is gonna slowly improve because you can. You're fix, not eating. McD's you're not at 3 eating that fuck. because you're home. So what happened was I was like, I'm gonna stop going out. I'm gonna start the gym slowly, slowly because I was like, I'm not really in the mood to start training five times a week. But it's like slowly, slowly. So like, mm-hmm. I started not going out. I started, and I even was like booking gyms like at 10 o'clock in the morning so that it's like you can't go out like I was I did what I had to do in order to get myself to like the level of like no yeah you know because sometimes it's like Like you don't have the willpower you have to like just fucking like jam pack your day force yourself and just change shit around so and that's actually a really good thing I will say is when you when you're trying to get into the gym having classes and booking classes in advance always really helped me be consistent because I wasn't able to skip the class, you know, like you're scheduling it. It's like you already paid for it. You have to go. And then like you're up, you worked out. So you're already like your day is starting. You're not going to go back to bed now. So it's like do whatever you need to do in order to like fit your like world. But it's so true. If you're somebody who's looking to like reprioritize your life it's little baby steps and the like i didn't do all these things at once it's like i stopped going out and then like a week later i was like i really like want to be more in shape so i i was doing more the gym and then i changed my diet slowly slowly like and i actually get what people mean by like it's baby steps you know so um now i want to start meditation so i'm like who am i like what's going on in my life but I, mean, I never really understood medi- meditating too. And then when I was like talking to someone about it, they were telling me how like, cause I have ADHD where like I lose focus really often. And I feel like for someone like me who has that issue, I don't want to just go and take um, Adderall. I want to mm-hmm. see if I can like kind of fix it um, naturally first. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying that like meditating would be really something that'd be good for me because like when you're meditating, your mind wanders a lot. And it's kind of like when you're when you're having like me, when I have ADHD, it's like, oh, I'm thinking of something. I have to do something. And then I'm like doing something else. So when you're having that bubble of like thought that just like escapes, you're kind of able to like refocus quicker and quicker when you meditate because you're realizing that you're going off yeah. so you're, it's just like and there's nothing else happening you're like just focusing on thinking, yeah essentially yeah so 100 percent. somebody told me that i should start meditating the other day because i was telling them like i was kind of like explaining something that i was really anxious about and they were like um you need to like meditate like you yeah. have severe anxiety and i was like oh my god i, I don't even have severe anxiety well, it's no, for it me it's, for many it's more it's just for that yeah um no but that's amazing and i think so many people would benefit from like making little changes and that's really what it is i think when people are not happy with their life they automatically go okay diet starts tomorrow three times gym no going out going out anymore and it's like i really did it gradually this time and i feel the difference like i see it now you know and And it's like like even with my work too it's like never in my life in the past would you ever ask me like can i work saturday or sunday i'd be like no Mm -hmm. like those are days for myself but now i'm like i don't even care if i'm off on a tuesday and like you schedule me on a saturday that's so much growth for me because i'm like no my saturdays is for my friends it's my saturdays is for me Mm -hmm. and now it's like well it doesn't really matter because 
I'll get my shit done on Tuesday. Like I'm not going out anymore. Like I'm trying to refocus. So yeah. I mean, I think everybody has their own path. Yeah. And if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, well, like I can never be that whatever. Like at one point you might get there. Maybe you will never get there. But I will say it's so important to realize how your priorities affect your life. And I have no problem, guys. I used to party three nights a week, four nights a week. I had that stage. I did it. And like people always say, oh, it's a stage. Like it actually is a stage. But but it's still something you're being tested with too, right? It's also like a thing in your life that I would not take back. Like I loved every minute of it. I really enjoyed it. And it brought me to where I am now, where I have the peace of mind to know I'm not fucking missing anything. And that's the biggest thing that you need to realize when you're making all these differences is like, saying no especially to going out i really i i got over my powerful but you just once you skip out on one thing one vacation one one night one whatever it is you're like wait i didn't really miss anything like yeah maybe maybe there'll be one time everybody had a crazy night but by that point you won't even fucking care and that's how i am i'm like so you know what i realized over time being as busy as i am i don't have time anymore to do things like that and I, and when I do do them because I feel guilty and I'm like, oh, like I should go, whatever. And when I do do them, it fucks up everything that I have to do. And I mm-hmm. end up being so anxious because I'm like, yes, now I have no time to do what I want to do. And it's, I didn't even have enough fun for it to be justifiable. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. I took the sacrifice and it's not even paying off because I didn't even have fun. So I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and I think it's really important to realize that. And it's also really important to realize how many things it affects, you know, when you're going out, it's everything that's surrounding you. You're spending money. You're staying out. late. You're getting home at 3am. You're probably eating at 4am. You're, you're staying in bed till 1am. And then by the time you wake up, you're not a hundred percent because you drank last night. And then the day after that, you're also like all these effects that we don't talk about. We're partiers, whatever. We're young. We don't talk about how it makes you feel, but when you really think back and you look, it's like, okay, I got wasted on Saturday night and I was only hundred percent by Tuesday Yeah, because I fucked up my sleep schedule on Sunday and then Monday night I was catching up and then finally Tuesday morning I woke up and I was good again. Literally. But people don't realize that. Literally. And as much as I think it's important to have a balance and to have fun and do what you want, I do believe that you'll never fully like get where you want to be if you're not prioritizing and if you're not saying no to things and if you're just saying yeah let's go out yeah let's do this yeah let's do that it's like how do you want to move forward yeah especially like you're saying in the same city that i've seen the same six fucking people literally and i've had the same i'm like you know what i literally and i'm like you know what i want to be out of this city so badly but maybe let's look at the bright side of this maybe being in this city is exactly what i need right now because Mm -hmm. if i was in another city i probably let's switch things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's switch frames because if i was maybe you don't need miami but you know what here. i mean maybe there's a reason for everything in life and it's it's for me to restructure and for me to not feel like i have fomo and really focus on my goals it's in so a city true. where i've seen everything and i'm okay being locked up in my like a hundred percent because if you would be living in miami there's no fucking way that you would be skipping out yeah and that's another thing like when i'm in la when I when I'm there for work, it's like yeah, I'm I want to be working, I want to be doing the you know what I need to do. But then I'm also like oh I'm in L A like yeah. I should probably go out. That's, I should that's probably the problem. It's like it's- I should probably it's all these little things that you're like oh, I should probably go because what if this and this and this mm. and happens? But like, you know what I learned? No matter who you meet, no matter what like where you are in life, you're not getting there unless you do it yourself. So mm-hmm. people can help you, they can f- sell you the dream. But at the end of the day, if you're not gonna 
sacrifice if you're not going to stay and if you're not going to focus nothing's coming your way yeah I, it's and just I, not i will say that it is really important too to go out and to have fun because i think i can never be here now in this stage yeah. now if i didn't do that if i didn't get to the point where i was like okay i've seen what i need to see and i would never want to be the person who stopped myself and and then am miserable because i never had my fun years like thankfully enough it's just I, I was able to have that like cut off and was able to realize, okay, this is not betting, benefiting me anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's not about not going out. It's about realizing when your time has expired in that area and realizing to have like, the me. strength <laughs> to be like, okay, I've gotten what I needed to get from this part of my life. Like I'm ready to move on and I'm ready to do something different. Yeah. Now. Like I watch videos and I'm like, I have not one FOMO about all these things that are happening. Like, I can't even tell you, like, no FOMO. No FOMO. And the thing is, is, like, when I was out with my friends on Saturday, and then I ended up at the place I did not want to end up, I was so mad. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at everyone, and I wasn't looking down on everyone. I was just like, my time here is expired. Yeah. Like, what am I gaining from this? It's so true. These are all people who are still in the same circle. Like yeah. they're still like going to the same thing. And it's, and it's not a bad thing. It's, it's, you know, like I look at my friends and everyone has their kind of like, um, time, time. in life yeah. where they do that. You know, like when I was going through that, I was hanging around with people who wanted to be out. Like, mm -hmm. were they my best friends? No, but were they benefiting me in the time where I wanted to be out and I needed to do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's funny to see that everyone goes through that kind of stage in their life. And that's why, like, when I see one of my friends going through it now, it's like it doesn't like it's they'll go through it and then they'll grow out of it. Exactly. Like, it's just you don't need to be there and tell someone like, oh, I feel like you're going out a little too much. Or like people go yeah. through the shit they need to go through 100%. and then they'll realize everybody has their path. And something I will say just kind of to bounce off of this, um, what I realized while I was in LA and I've been realizing over time, but I was just so happy to be at a place where when somebody was asking me what I was doing, you know, there's multiple things that I could answer, right? Like I was whatever I was video directing or I have podcasts or whatever it may be. It was so exciting to be at a point where when somebody asked me that question and I could respond to them and have like something exciting to say, and they were like captivated, but by what I was saying and we're like oh I want to learn more about this project oh you have a podcast show me what is it what do you guys talk about and I was so happy like I, I was never more happy to have a project that I work on and that's mine like yeah, yeah. I love my job and, and that's another thing but even just like to focus it on having a personal project and why it's so important it's so exciting to have something to be excited and proud of yes and you don't even realize how much it changes by the way people speak to you because when you have something to show people are automatically way more intrigued by you way more excited to see what you have to offer whether it's a small business or you know what I mean like a podcast or you have a YouTube channel or whatever it may be mm -hmm. people are so interested in that and it just felt really good to have something that I was proud of and to have a job that I was proud of and to be doing things that I'm proud of and feel like I created for myself and it was just a really exciting time to have that ability to be like oh yeah I do this or like yeah. I have podcasts and people be like oh my god I want to see oh my god it's so refreshing to see somebody that you know and this has first of all no shade to anybody who's an Instagram influencer, but a lot of people in LA are there because they're Instagram influencers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people would talk to me and be like, oh, what do you do? And I would say, and they were like, oh, I, I for sure thought you were just an Instagram influencer. Like, I'm so refreshed to hear that you're not, which 
I have, like I said, I'm just going to reiterate. Yeah. I think it's a real job. I think it's sick, whatever. And it's a lot of work too. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like, it was just interesting the way people were like so intrigued by you having your own personal project mm-hmm. and, and it just felt really good. It felt like a payoff. Like, wow, this is why I do this every week. This is why we put so much work into it. Like yeah. even just that feeling of like, yeah, this is mine. Like I'm so proud of it. Like it's I so know. exciting. Same. To have a I literally have the same like feeling about it. I'm so excited when people like want to know questions or 100%. like, I'm like, wow, it's crazy that now people ask us about it. But like two years ago we didn't know where the hell we were going like and it's also like why i always push people to do whatever they want to do and like why you should always follow your dreams even if they're not gonna make you a millionaire even if they're not gonna be your full-time job having something that you put your energy towards changes how people look at you and it changes how you look at yourself yes it's so good to put effort outside of your nine to five, outside of your job, whatever it is to put effort on something and to create something like it changes your essence. It changes the way people see you. Mm -hmm. It changes the way you have conversations with people because you have value. It changes how you go about your everyday. Like you exactly, you feel like you're a value of something and it's just the best feeling. And I, and I will say also what's great about podcasting is that, um, I feel like people kind of get to know your personality mm-hmm. more than a picture. So like that's also fun. And I and I I feel like of being single and having this podcast, I was always like, oh, my God, like uh, cringe. A guy I'm going to talk to is going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that more people are actually more drawn to you. And like it, it, it shouldn't be something we're ever embarrassed 100%. about because I feel like I've never got more attraction to my page and more people like, wow, I thought you were a bitch. Like you guys are so funny. Like all these things really make it like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, let's keep going. Let's not give up. hundred percent. And so. what I will say, like just thinking about this is, you know, I have so many friends and people around me who have these big dreams and I know they're super talented and you know, they want to blow up. They want to be whatever they want to be. And I'm always like, well, you need to do something for yourself because nobody's just going to talk to you and be like, oh, yeah, let's let's make you famous or let's make you this or let's make you rich. I'm like, yeah, what are you Those doing? Those conversations in a room could happen when you already started something. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, and I totally believe in all these people. But I'm like, until you don't have something to show for yourself, yeah. nobody is ever going to look at you and be like. Yeah, like it's so fucking rare that somebody would look at you and see the potential if there's not already something that you're putting your passion yeah. into. And whether whatever you want to be, you want to be a YouTuber, you want to be an well, actor, there was a guy, you want to be a, was a guy in a, star. There was a guy in LA who has all the resources to start a podcast and is still thinking about it and going back and forth. And it's like, I would die to have the engagement yeah. you have and to be where you are. But it just really doesn't mean anything. Like it, it has to come from you. It has. You just have 100%. to start. And it's just if you want something, you need to do the starting point, even if you feel like, oh, but I'm small, but I'm not going to get views or I'm not I'm not good enough or whatever it is, whatever it is, you need to start because no people always say, oh, connections are everything. And I truly believe that. I think networking is everything. Connections are everything. But who wants to be connected with you and who's going to help you if you don't at least have a base? Yes. And that's what I've seen with so many friends. They've had these amazing connections that couldn't help them out in any fucking way yeah. because they, they had no starting point. They had no portfolio. They had nothing. Yeah. You know, and it's 100%. And it's like, you need to have something that yeah. somebody could help you with. Yeah. If you want to grow, if you want to be whatever it is, it's you need to start. You want to be a famous nail tech? Ooh, show me your nails. Yeah. Show me, what have you done? How can I help you? How can somebody help you if you haven't even took the 
the initiative the jump, to start. Right, to start it I yourself. think even just the initiative to start is enough for someone to be like, and you ha- and you started and you haven't given up. Okay, so you're serious about this. Yeah. Okay, let's look into it. And I feel like really with this podcast lately, there's been so many incidents that always make us feel like we're yeah. literally like we're about to get there. And then it's like, it doesn't happen. And then we're like, we get like a bit mm-hmm. sad about it. And then we're like, okay, okay. You know what? It just means something bigger is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always how we look at it. So I was talking to this soccer player and we never said this story. I think we should finally say it. Um, we were, I was talking to the soccer player and we didn't mention names or whatever. And then um, what happened was, I guess somebody went through my Instagram, found the guy it was, and then wrote it in my in the youtube chat and then that soccer player's manager had like a what is it a google alert Mm -hmm. like um a google alert search so whenever you write that name they're gonna get a notification and like a pop-up and i when i saw that i called veronica and i'm like i'm freaking out like i don't want this I don't know if I just want to leave this on YouTube. So yeah. I contemplated. I'm like, you know what? We always wanted these fans. This is what happens when you have yeah. a podcast. You're always going to have them. But like, should I delete it or should I keep it? So I just kept going back and forth. I should delete it. Like, I don't think I should keep this here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's embarrassing, you know? And then I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to leave it there. Lo and behold, the soccer player calls me and he's like, and I haven't even had a chance to tell him, like, I even mentioned him or anything. I wasn't even going to. Yeah. He's like, call me right now. And I was like, busy. And I, anyway, finally we get on the call and he's like, um, you're going to freak out. And I'm like, why? He's like, so um, you're somebody like wrote my name on the YouTube chat and got my manager searching your podcast. And my manager watched your whole entire podcast and was like fucking dying hysterically and was like blank whatever his name you need to listen like you're in this episode and he was like i never actually listened to an episode of yours you guys are actually fucking hilarious and everything you said is exactly like what happened like you really say stories how they happen i'm like yeah we don't lie he's like i don't know why i thought like you just made up shit for views and stuff i'm like no and then after that the manager so he had met somebody how do i even explain it he had met somebody who um Happened to like want to do business with him now that he's like not doing soccer Mm -hmm. anymore. And that person he had met, the manager had introduced him to. So just so many things had to happen for it to get even here. And this person was actually the person who got the Kardashians from Hey You to Hulu. Right. So they're like really big in the industry. And the manager liked our fucking episode because some random fan (laughs) wrote his name and it got to him like how many things have to happen for that and for the manager to like us so much and send it to the girl who switched yeah them off yeah who switched the kardashians she was like some some reality show agent and then i was like oh my god like even just if nothing happens from this like how many things had to happen for it to even get there just so crazy so crazy it's just fucking crazy and the reality is like that would have never happened if we would have never started this and like for everybody watching that wants to do something you know and it took us two years to get to even that little crumb that little little, crumb the little pauline of like maybe like she probably looked at it and said no but but still we were there we were on the screen she knows who we are i guess you know and it's fucking crazy 
Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I just What's like, this episode called? Uh, dreams coming true? Like, I don't know. Well, dreams getting knocked down. <laughs> Not going to the club and dreams coming true. Well, I guess air out your life and shit will work life. your way. Like, oh my. It's just funny because I was going to delete that message. If yeah. I would have deleted it, they would have never seen it. 100%. So. It's just, it's fucking weird. I wonder why my brain didn't make me delete it. Because in any circumstance, I would have deleted that because I'm like, I don't want people knowing. That's embarrassing. Like, no, 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 no. And I was just like, for some reason, my mind was like, just keep it. Well, I tell you what, I have been deleting. And it's every person that's been tagging Kendall Jenner in our recently viral TikTok. Because, (laughs) you know what? The soccer player, okay, we could keep his name there, but Kendall, I don't want her to see that video. <laughs> Kendall, I love you. Can I'm I sorry. be completely honest with you? I can guarantee you 100%. my life, either she's seen it or someone in her circle has sent it to her, and, and that's a fact. That's a f- She that's- has seen that TikTok. It has over a million views. Less than a million views, but close. But like, but like and she saw it. And that's, that's what I have to live with, is Kendall fucking hates me. So... <laughs> Now Kylie hates you. Kendall hates you. What's next? I punched Kylie. Kendall hates me. I'm over this shit. But I'm a porn director. (laughs) Guys, give it up for Veronica, the porn editor. Next week, we will have her and her boyfriend on set, video style, audio style. (laughs) For a nice change. We're going to... We're going to change it up. Switch it up. Last thing I want to say is it's summer. We want to make a lot of fun episodes. We're thinking of having like a lot more guests than we normally do. So if you don't hear us talking every week and we like kind of throw in a few this summer. um, Yeah. Let us know what you like. I know a lot of people have said they want would love an influencer to come on. Talk a little bit about that. A guy was like, well, come on. You're an influencer. No. <laughs> Didn't Barstool's post it? <laughs> um, a lot of like guys were saying come on like have like a business kind of episode businessmen i'm like okay but businessmen could be also a woman so we'll maybe do like an a business episode i don't know yeah yeah you like that <laughs> yeah <Good>. like that <laughs> anyway so just some really fun content coming 100 and uh, if you guys want to hear anything or have any more questions about how it's like to be a porn director let me know you're like, I, I want to see you on set. Actually, I got so many DMs saying you're 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 into porn now. Somebody somebody wrote like, oh, porn acting next. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I watched already your first tape. So. Like I said, manifesting uh, it goes a weird way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually next people year you're go from like, porn so I didn't to realize that what I actually wanted to do. It just led me to this point to be behind the camera. And then one day a cast didn't show up and they were looking for someone. And then lo and behold, here I was. Lo and ass, behold. Ass out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope that you enjoyed it. Hope you got some insights and motivation. Um, and that's pretty much it you could have got from this one, to be that's honest. pretty much it, guys. Uh, don't look for me in Montreal because I'm out. <laughs> Except for Grand Prix. I actually made like a whole pack that I was like, Grand Prix weekend. You're allowed. There's no one in Montreal. Like a lot of people are from out of town. Mm. So I'll be so there. It's like, it's like being on vacation. Yeah. And by the way, I forgot to mention Steve Aoki uh, DM'd me. So uh, <laughs> should I say that for another episode? episode? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below. Love you.